Did you know a 2018 study showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual. When I was four months pregnant, I couldn't find a prenatal I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested for heavy metals, and recently earned the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. But don't just take my word for it. Get 25% off at ritual.com slash prenatal. What's going on, everyone? Alcatara's here with another Knicks episode for the Knicks, Jets, etc. podcast. And guess what? It's the end of the month, so you know what that means. We got to bring on our boy, Ricey, all right? <laughs> you know, we got the raisin man in the building, Mr. Ricey K with us today. And guess I'm what we're going to do with it? <laughs> there he is. You know, guess what we're going to do today? We're going to break down some of the Knicks stuff to, that happened this past week, which is honestly very little. But guess what? We have Stefan Bonnie, Mark Berman, who love to stir the pot. So, you know, we got to talk about that type of stuff. But we're going to discuss the two games that we just saw. We're going to discuss the Orlando Magic game, which was dog shit. We're going to talk about the <laughs> Timberwolves game, which was also dog shit. And then we're going to talk about the upcoming slate, all right? And then John, what's for et cetera? Oh, man. For et cetera today... Uh, of course, we'll be going over the NBA TNT schedule for Tuesday, as always. But we're also going to switch it up this week. We're going to talk about the Trey Young foul calls, the Draymond Green foul calls and text, the J.J. Redick tech that we got coming in this morning. And also, a little, we're going to switch it up even more today. We're going to have a little immigrant parent corner with our uh, producer, Ricey, uh, on the mic today. Sounds good. That sounds great. So, Ricey, since you're here, bro, this is this is where I this is where I come in. All right, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> with another Knicks episode of the Knicks Jets, etc. podcast. And with me is always my buddy, my co-host, my pal, the man with the plan, the dude who is now has his ass kicked from snowboarding today. Oh, man. But don't worry, John. Don't worry. <laughs> Alfred Payton was here to help you out for a little bit, but we actually got the win. So thank, thank that God, happened. dude. Dude, <laughs> yes. Yes, I got my ass kicked. And literally because my left ass cheek is like, is done for. Shout out to Tony who had to call me. I think like 15 times because he thought I died on one of the runs. So, so, so shout out to Tony. But yo, it would have been it would have been really tough if I had to sit there tonight and watch the Knicks blow that 20 plus point lead. Like I, I honestly, I, I think I would have melted. I think I think that would have been the end of me. But I'm good, man. I'm I'm good. I'm I'm hyped that nothing's better than canceled games and then wins in between like that, that like like that that's the, that's the best case scenario i'm hyped that, i'm hyped that ricey's on man i'm hyped that ricey's here to to tell us tell us what we're missing when we're when we talk about the knicks oh for sure <laughs> so you know what we got we got our producer mr raisin man in the building ricey k how you doing today bro i'm good man i'm good i'm glad i was glad to be here you already know the vibes I'm so glad with these Knicks. Was it the four of the last five games they won? Mm-hmm. Come on now. Yeah, we, we're just gonna forget about the Orlando game. Never happened. Yeah, that never I don't happened. Know what you're talking about? <laughs> what, what are you talking? But I'm, I'm excited, man. I'm really excited about this team. Man. Super it, excited. You know, I'll say this: like they're spunky. The last two games, though, there is we are missing Mitch yeah. so bad. Yeah, like Noel is just like, like I get it, like. Noel's a good backup center, and this is why it's like 
it's just showing at this point why he could not be a true starter in the league. Even when he came in and play, played in Philly as a rookie, he's just not big enough, man. Like even Carl Anthony Towns was just bullying him today. And Carl Anthony Towns is like, you know, like Carl Anthony Towns is a, a prolific scorer. I, I get it. Fine. But, you know, like at least Mitch, like his defensive presence is just like on another level this season. We're totally missing the paint presence. Um, but and also like when we have no up up front, like that means you have Taj, who we didn't really expect to play center. He's more supposed to be like a power forward, like maybe center, like in case yeah, he's of emergency. Definitely four, right? So <sighs> it's rough. It's been. Rough. I think I really think that's more of the issue. To be honest with you, I I know we like to dump on Noel because it's it's easy to like, especially when he like gets a drop ball here and it's easy mistakes that we find. And of course, we're missing Mitch. I 100% agree. And honestly, his value for his contract is going up by the day just by him being hurt, uh, which I think is fantastic for him on a personal level. But honestly, the problem, dude, you you kind of hit it at the end there is Taj Gibson, man. Taj Gibson can't be the backup center. He just can't. Like, you saw Carl Anthony Towns' face when Taj Gibson is on him. Like he's like he's like he's literally smiling. Like even like the time to eat. <laughs> yeah, dude. Even the because because they were teammates also, so they're friends. Right. And so he's like, Yo, I played you in practice. I'm gonna own you. Why would this put you on me? Like he's like almost laughing. So I I I think I think it's Taj Gibson. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. you know like it was kind of like the Birdman moment, like when you saw like Carl Anthony Towns going at uh <laughs> at freaking uh <laughs> Neuro's no, he's just like going to eat today, yeah put some respect on my name just like it was not what you wanted to see yeah was carl was out like, for blood mm-hmm. but the thing is like taj did like an admirable job at the end like he had some key like he had a key stop at the end of today's game against minnesota so you know it oh he definitely made up go. for it he had some good plays like he, in the beginning of the game he was looking kind of tough but he, he came through in the clutch honestly because he had to like, he was the only guy there, like, with Noel fouled out on the BS calls. I, Noel was playing really good defense on Towns. I, I know the, the stat sheet did, didn't look like that, but you pointed it out, Alex. Like, Carlton Towns is a top player in this league, and, and Noel is a backup center. So if, you're, if he's just hanging around and he's, you know, defending him and he's, like, scaring him at the end or they're trying to get a mismatch off Noel, that's good enough for me. The problem is when, ta- like, when we have to rely on over 15 minutes from Taj, like, actually rely on it, it's tough, man. Like, not with the center. <laughs> it's, it's, it's really hard for me to accept that right now, like, going into, like, the postseason. I yes, I said it. Postseason. <laughs> yes, speak a- that. Absolutely. We're speaking that to existence. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, like, we're right, we're right in the thick of it right now. We're in a playoff spot. Ricey, what did you think about to the, not only today's game, but Orlando this week? We only had two games. We had postponements. Yeah. So let's just yeah. hear your thoughts. What, what, what are your thoughts about this? So my, my thoughts is that I'm glad, well, the Magic game was BS to me, frankly. So I, I omitted that from my memory. But today's game, I was a little worried. Going at, what, 21-point lead? It's one point. How far? How high were we? 21. Yeah. So yeah, like, 21, baby. KG versus the Wolves. I thought it was going to be same old Knicks again, but uh, I'm glad that they pulled it off in the end. I was really just nervous about that. So, you know, we still got a lot of work to do. Um, the, the defense is there, but 
we can't be we can't you know revert back to we can't revert back i mean you know what i'm saying so those were my those are my really takeaways, I mean, and we're missing Mitch. I mean, we need Mitch back. He's sad. <laughs> Taj Gibson, I love him, but you can't play those minutes on a consistent basis. It's gonna, gonna get tired. My man Taj, first of all, when he's not playing, he's out. He's in the sweats on the sideline. I don't know if he's like. Uh, a guy on the bench or he's like a coach or like a trainer mm-hmm. with that shaved head, man. I have no idea what's <laughs> happening. Um, whoa, 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 Alex. What are you trying to say over there, man? <laughs> I mean, John, when you show up too, man, you look like a coach. So, <laughs> <laughs> But but that's funny you say that. Um, they were alluding to the fact that uh, D. Rose and Taj Gibson were regarded as one of the top player uh, mentors slash kind of coaches in the locker room uh, in the whole league. Mm-hmm. And they were kind of commending the fact that these players are not only on the Knicks, but they follow Tibbs. And they were kind of giving credit, you know, back to Tibbs for that. So that kind of stuff, that kind of stuff excites me. I don't want to let go of Taj Gibson. You know what I mean? Don't get me wrong. I just want him to hang out in sweatpants <laughs> and then not, not in shorts on the court in the fourth quarter <laughs> against Carly Three Towns. I have no. I have no problem. Like, it's all about matchup, right? It's all about the matchup that you bring Taj in, but we're relying on Taj now. And this is like, it's, it's tough. Like, I love Taj. Like, it's, um, yo, I got breaking news, bro. I got breaking news. Oh my God. This is, you had to see, you had to see this type of wave because John came in here like a bat out of hell. Like, man, it's going nuts just, right can, now. Can, can I just, I just gotta give the, I gotta give the listeners like a little backstory. So, so we've been having a little technical difficulties like recording. So John's had to go black out for us. So, like, usually it's gonna be me or it's Rice in this case or whoever is the other guest. So, like, there's actually some face to face interaction. And so John just like quickly just like turned back on the camera because we got some breaking news. So he had to stop me mid sentence. What's the breaking news, my man? <laughs> I got some breaking news, man. It's worth it. It's worth it. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not overplaying it. The Minnesota Timberwolves have fired their head coach Ryan Saunders. Yo, first of all, wait, first what? Of all, <laughs> Yo, the Knicks. The Knicks are coach killers. Is that what's happening oh my right God. now? <laughs> first of all, can I just say this? So shout out to my guys, Chip Murphy, or our guys, Chip Murphy and Jeffrey Campbell. Uh, over at the Hoops Addicts Anonymous podcast. I was on their pod and I said, one coach to keep in consideration that could get fired this season is actually Ryan Saunders. And so here we are. Not that I'm being proud that someone's losing their job, but I just saw it coming because of how bad the Timberwolves organization is as a whole. Here we are. <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, Ryan, so- when Alex sorry. speaks, you listen to that man. It's, just simple, <laughs> it's simple science. Like it's it's... Honestly, just like it's, it's like watching like the Knicks out in the West Coast. So that's really what the Timberwolves are. It was like it's so hard not to like the old Knicks, have, the old Knicks, old Knicks. Thank you. Like how can you have first of all fun the Marty stuff. Collins Knicks? Jesus, that's a low blow. I don't want to hear that shit. They're the uh, worst team in the league. Let's first of all, first of all, first of all, first of all, fun fun fact: after the D'Lo trade, D'Lo and Cat have only played a total of five games together. Crazy, which is insane after a major trade like that. Two, if you're like Ryan Saunders, right, and you had you've had Andrew Wiggins, who's now showing that he can be useful out in Golden State. You have Carl Anthony Towns, who's just like a prolific scorer, who was supposed who come into the league that was not what his his like forte was. Now you have D'Lo. Now you have Malik Beasley. You actually have like a 
honestly, like it's a it's a legit team they have. Like they can actually do a little bit of something, and they've done nothing. So, God, it's so crazy that it's so it's so crazy, man. The Nick the Knicks are coach killers, but also I might have to retract that statement about uh, the whole Taj Gibson and D Rose thing because the person that said that <laughs> was Coach Saunders. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I would I don't like. I, I think he, I, I like. I don't remember if they were there for after Tibbs left. I know like that season they were there, but I don't. I think it was yeah. They were, D Rose was definitely there for a short stint, but you know, you know, you know. Ryan Saunders. Hopefully, you find another job in the league. So sorry that it had to be at the hands of the Knicks after a sloppy game like that. I, I guess honestly, that's a weird. It's honestly weird. That's a weird time to be fired like almost come back from 21 like that's kind of weird yeah it is very weird and then the other thing on top of that it's just like what are you expecting for the beginning for the rest of the season now like an interim head coach like only does so much like we saw it like it's it it creates like a a quick spark and that's really it and what we saw in out in chicago chicago with uh jim boylan which was just terrible we've seen it now we're gonna see it now in minnesota Actually, we did see in Minnesota after Tibbs. It was Ryan Sanders, Saunders. So, yeah. So, so which, it looks like changed. they're it looks like they're hiring the Toronto Raptors assistant coach Chris Finch as their head coach, or as their interim. Mid season. Yeah, the Woj just tweeted right now, eleven thirteen p.m. The Timberwolves asked permission to the Rockets on assistant coach Chris Finch and are proceeding on hiring him as head coach to replace Ryan Saunders. Woj, can you let me go to sleep, bro? No, <laughs> <laughs> he's not going to sleep. That bro. Man does he's not chilling sleep. right now. Woj does not sleep. I'm convinced. I, well, I'm just convinced he doesn't sleep. <laughs> I was listening to I was listening to the Dunk on Pod and uh, with uh, when they had Jason Concepcion as like their guest, and they saw Woj at like this major event for like some sports event. It wasn't the MIT Sport, uh, Sloan Analytics Conference. Uh, but Woj has three phones on him at all times, just like answering stuff. It's like that crazy like person who's just like picking up phones, responding. That's Woj. Uh, that's the I can't even. That's I can't crazy. Even, I can't even <laughs> fathom that life. Like I really cannot fathom that life. Can't. You have three phones. Like your company's paying for you to have three phones. Three phones on them. Get a that's new. insane. How much? Yo, that, you know what that means? Like that's three different numbers for three different things, and like right. the amount of text messages you get. That's insane. insane. That's gotta insane. Be insane. The amount of unreads, Jesus. Oh my god, man. <laughs> that's OD. That's crazy. <laughs> what was pimping it up, bro? Hey, that's crazy news though. Saunders. I don't know news. where he's gonna land, but I uh, wish him luck. And they're getting a coach already. That is really weird considering the timing. And well, it's, it's like really COVID strange. season too, man. Like it's COVID. Like you think like yeah. I mean, you like we're almost like well, we're close to being halfway through the season, so like. Well, well, that's the whole thing, dude. So the Minnesota Timberwolves are the last place. They the new schedule is about to come out now. Like we, they can kind of have this whole new start. Uh, plus, um, the Minnesota president of basketball operations, Gershon Rosas, and Finch work together uh, on the Houston Rockets. So there's a connection there. So I'm sure he's been trying to pull him over uh, for uh, for a, for a couple of weeks, if not months now. Well, and we're just minute. hearing about it. But aren't the Timberwolves going up for a sale? Oh, I don't know. 
I thought that was like a whole thing, or did they get sold? I thought that was a I'm whole not, thing. I'm I, really not. I, I'm really not sure. I'm, I'm really not, not sure, sure either. I, I saw something because KG was talking about buying the team, and I I thought there was like rumors of like the team being sold. This is all weird. I, yeah. This is anyway. This is not a Timberwolves podcast. Sorry that we had but, a little rant. But we had we news. killed them. We killed them today. So we're just you know we're just we're just we're just giving them a eulogy. Did we give? The, did we kill them today? Apparently, they, we killed the coach. Let's leave it that way. We killed the coach. We killed the coach. Um, we didn't kill the team because that. I just want to get into this game real quick. This game was absolute ass. All right, twenty-one points. We had twenty-one point lead. And next thing I know, I'm just like, what the fuck is this shit? Like, are we? Is this the same old Knicks type of shit that we're watching? Like, we're are we actually about to lose this game? Third quarter, like of doom, and fourth quarter was just like. Couldn't even score a bucket. Uh, second unit just couldn't do it today. It was rough. D Rose was chucking sh- shots. IQ didn't have it. Out Burks got to the line. He had the a good man. first half, and then second half it was just kind of like not there. But he had clutch free throws. He went six for six at the line, helped put the game away, and then we just had to rely on our two dogs, man, Julius Randle and R.J. Barrett. Just what you want to hear. They can they can get to the basket. They can they can they can get Facts. us a bucket. They Facts. can get us a bucket when we don't have an offense. Yep. So for now, that's okay. It's, it's nice to have. I'll I'll take it. I'll actually take it. That's what I took away from this game. As horrible as it was, checking in. Um, I'm glad Julius Randle and RJ Barrett, the two players that we rely on, heaviest is putting in putting the work putting the work in and getting it done. I don't think we had any business winning that game after that third quarter. Oh, man. Oh, was, we had no chance. It was looking like a trick to, you know, I the know. old next quarter. Bro, you already know to. coming into the fourth, it's like it's over with. But the fact that we got it done, hey, I'll take it. I'll take the dub. I thought I had to go to the hospital. Like, honestly, you, you, we would not be recording tonight. <laughs> lost. I would be in the hospital because that's like I was <laughs> – I was like so wound up. I, I did not sit. I legit did not sit for the rest of the fourth quarter. I was standing in my living room. Stressful. Fiance, Cardiac my, mix, my, man. It's nuts. My, my, my fiance was <laughs> like, what? Are, are you okay? Like, why are you standing? Sit. Relax. Like, what are you doing? I'm just like, no, 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 no. This is the New York Knicks. We, we could potentially lose this game, and I'm about to be livid if we lose this fucking game. So, thankful we won. Second unit, two games in a row. We saw it in Orlando. They didn't have it. Now they didn't have it tonight. Hopefully they get back on track. But look, RJ, Julius, over 20 points, doing it. And the thing is, they're doing it without shooting on this team. They're still getting to the rack and getting points without really having a team built for them yet. So I can't wait to see when that team comes because these two dudes are going to eat. And I say these two dudes because, mm-hmm. one, we're going to extend Julius Randle. We're going to keep him for next season because you can't rock the boat right now. How do you treat like your best player is going to be an all-star? You can't trade him this season at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, we got to see what's going to happen next season. Honestly, if Julius can play like this, yo, extend him. I'll take it. Extend it. I, I, I was thinking, mm-hmm. about, you know, we had Ari on. I was thinking about trading him, like getting good value for him, continue the rebuild. But shit, when you find money like that, you don't give it up, man. I, I don't think unless you get unless you get the Godfather offer, unless you get that Godfather offer where it's like crazy amount of picks. You see development from like RJ, yeah. But no, you gotta no get, thanks. yeah. But that's what that. Like that's the only direction I'd see like them going for Julius nah. Randle. Like you're not gonna get a young player. Like unless you get like a solid young player. Like, no, the, I, the, o- the only the only trade I ever see for Julius Randle is for a, a bona fide superstar. Yeah, 
I mean, like that's it, like a package him. around, like yeah, if like if they're stupid enough to trade for Beal, that would be Randall or, or something dumb, stupid you enough, see, like emphasis, see. emphasis, we, or like not. some some other superstar that's not really available at the moment that somehow becomes available in the off season when that team ultimately you know flops out. See, I could I could see a Randall and be like swapping Randall for Beal if Obi was ready, but doesn't like like Obi is ready. Like he had a solid first half. Today, second half, my God, he got yeah. the quick hook because defense, man. And it's not like his defense has been horrendous, like it was like sold to be. But hey, he looks like he looks confused. Yeah, and like he definitely yeah. he de- like John, you say like he needs an off season. So like we just need to get him like an off season. Nobody's ever needed an off season more than I, I know that it sounds it sounds he disrespectful. Off season, he's still he's still jittery from you know. Yeah, and he's you can still and he's see it. and he's good. Like yeah. You could tell that he's good, but you could tell that he's weird. Like he's being weird. Like yo, stop being weird out there, dude. Hey, hey, that Orlando game where he pulled off, out, pu- like pulled the ball back out from like on a fast break, and like didn't find Taj or just attack like the they he's had doing numbers. too much. He's doing too much. Yeah, he's think he's overthinking. He's, he's overthinking it. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's overthinking it. He just needs time, man. He needs time. So, we'll yo, see. but you mentioned Orlando, bro, and I I know you want to skip over and bury the game ball. Please stop. But dude. Yo, You're not doing for, favors. For real, though. Like, <laughs> Why are we doing this? Terrence Ross <sighs> and and Vucevic. Shoot. And they actually own us. Like, I, <sighs> like I'm, I'm shocked that Fournier didn't kill us, but that's because he just came back. But what is going on with those two guys in the New York Knicks? My whole life, I feel like they just absolutely murder us. John, we do not have Chip Murphy on this show. <laughs> Chip, Whose so- man's is this right now? I thought we, I thought this game disappeared. What <laughs> magic saying. game? I'm so about? mad, dude. I'm so mad about that game <laughs> because we we had it right too. We knew that Julius Randle was going to be tired after dropping 44. We knew it, but he wasn't. Oh. That he he actually was not tired. He put up 25. So like that's I know, but. It was the other team that like was there was the rest of the team that was tired of that game, bro. Randall was doing his thing. Yeah, unfortunately, tough, the, the the rest of the team just was like, "Yo, we're tired, man." And I, I'm just looking at the rest of the team like, "How are you guys tired?" Fucking Randall had the 44 <laughs> points. <laughs> all right, all right, fine, fine. Let me ask you guys this: I can't. You're doing this to, and like what, IQ, this, IQ, again, IQ. Ha- oh, go ahead. <sighs> I'm just saying we're. We decided to not talk about the Orlando Magic. You brought it back up. The only way I know, no, 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 I didn't want to talk. I didn't want to. I just want. I honestly, I'll tell you why though. I'll give you the angle. I'll give you the angle if you want. We have Chip Murphy for this. All right, my boy Chip Murphy, who covers the Orlando Magic for Hoops Habit, is not here. I will not do this. I'll give you the angle though, because as good as Vucevic is, Randall's still putting up better numbers. He's 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 only one of three players scoring. Or is it like twenty? 23, 10, and 5 mm-hmm. uh, on, on, on the average with Jokic. Like, come on, dude. He, and, and Giannis, like, he, he's, he's up there and he's killing Vucevic even though he killed us that game. But the common denominator in those two games, even though we won one and we split them, is IQ, dude. I, is IQ... I, I, today was a rough game for him, and you could tell he wasn't in rhythm because of the fouls. And then he was also trying to do too much, in my opinion, and it just wasn't working out. And I think the Orlando game, the whole team stunk. So I, I don't think this is a truly fair question, but I'll just throw it out there because it's, it's in the universe. Do you think he's kind of hitting uh, a wall, or do you think he just had like, a couple bad games? I think it's uh, – Rice, you want to go first? You can answer I that question. I think it's a couple bad games for what I've seen. 
you have those stretches from time to time. I think it's a stretch, but I don't think it's hitting the wall. Um, you know, can't be perfect forever. That's me being optimistic, but I don't see any signs of him like completely going 180 on his gameplay. He might be overdoing it, and some of the shots is taken questionable. But I think it's a, it's a couple, it's two games. I think I think he'll be back to track, back in track next week. I don't think it's a rookie wall either, just because one, he's not getting enough minutes for me to think of a rookie wall. Um, like I would say RJ Barrett had a rookie wall last season because we played him so many minutes. Then he had the injury. So then like you just see like this stretch of just like rough games until like he started coming on in March after like we got Leon Rose as like the president and so forth. But like quickly, he's not getting enough minutes where I could say he's hitting a rookie wall. But this is something I pointed out in my article when we did like a whole, when I did the whole draft breakdown, not a draft breakdown, but our, our selection breakdown of like Obi quickly and Miles Powell, who is doing well in the G League, by the way. Um, quickly, it's an uh, understatement of the century, my friend. Miles Powell is murdering the G League. Yes. Um, but for quickly, you know, the issue with quickly, like coming out of college is that his inconsistency at shooting, like he's, a lethal score like the thing like he goes hot and cold sometimes like he'll put he'll, like if he go like there would be a night that he goes nine and ten nine out of ten from three like let's put that insane way, right? insane and then you'll be like yo this kid can shoot the lights out and he can shoot the lights out but then you'll get a stretch of games where he goes like he'll shoot 20 percent like from the field and take like 10 shots like we've right. seen that like we've exactly. seen that at the beginning of the season so that's that's just who iq is and it's not like and that's not like going to be a deal breaker for him and saying he can't be good because, you know, we're looking to train him as like to be the next point guard to figure out if like right now he's in that combo guard phase, like seeing what's the more dominant trait. Is he more scorer or is he more facilitator? Can he do both? We're still trying to figure out who he is. Also with IQ, like he's a rookie and there are guys who were also inconsistent shooters in college, like Chris Middleton, Clay Thompson, like go back and look at their stats. They were, they were inconsistent shooters as well. So it's not a concern. You know, when you get to the NBA level, it's just, you're still developing. He's still young. He's only 21. Like he's still trying to get the mechanics down. He's still working on his game. He's another one who didn't have a full off season, who didn't have a training camp, who didn't have summer league. And he's coming in here and still producing without that. I want to see what he looks like after doing that and now have a full NBA off season of just like hitting the weight room and stuff like that, because there's a lot more that he has to get to his game. Like, if you listen to the the old men of the three podcast with Julius Randle and JJ Redick, like Randall was joking on him, but you can tell there's like a little bit of seriousness behind it. It's like IQ goes between shooting threes and like taking twenty foot floaters. And so like exactly. he's, you saw that he started actually trying to yeah. take some jump shots and like shooting like in Orlando. And I don't mm-hmm. think he did it this game. I'd have to go back and look. But like you see, he's trying to he's still trying to learn, man. He's still young. I don't think it's a wall though. If he was playing like thirty some odd minutes a night, I'd be like we may have a legitimate discussion about a wall. I'm actually excited about this upcoming offseason once it comes around because they're going to be a problem. I think not even being, you know, we always say Nick's hopefuls for the next year, but I think if they have an offseason, a productive one, uh, that I think these guys are going to be really, really dangerous. I mean, we're seeing good results already. I'm just imagining that training. They're going to be nice next year, I think. That's not an exaggeration. One hundred percent, bro. Like it's not mm-hmm. an exaggeration. And what's there? Like what's hopeful? Like we're set in the set. We're seventh right now. We're in a playoff spot. We are one mm-hmm. game away again for being five hundred. So like mm-hmm. it's not being hopeful. We're we're close to what? We're over thirty games at this point. So this is legit. It's real. 
We're seeing mm-hmm. it from these guys. Like the team's moving in the right direction a lot faster than we expected. So it's not being hopeful. It's just, you know, guys just need off seasons. Like Obi's not bad. He just needs an off season. Mm-hmm. IQ's not like consistent yet because he needs more time. So yeah, uh, and he goes he goes as far as his point guard goes in his unit. And right now, Dero had, had a rough stretch too. And that's just this is what it is right now, for sure. But let's uh, let's let's keep this ball moving. Uh, let's talk about the two topics. First one I got to bring up is what Stefan Bondi decided to do, which is just like essentially like he wrote saying that for those who didn't read, and I'm going to water it down for you. Uh, Stefan Bondi of the New York Daily News said that World Wide West is going through the back channels of seeing of trying to get Bradley Beal over here. Now, one, you're a New York beat reporter, and I would assume that you want this team to do well. So then why are you snitching on a guy who's like, I guess, quasi tampering? One, like, I don't even know if it's fully tampering. I'd have to look at the rules, but I don't think it I know it's as agent and player like going to direct contact like with the with an official. So back channel could be like you know, I'd have to look at the language, but if you're saying that I can be like, let's say I'm I'm Worldwide West, Ricey is the agent, John's just like the friend between us. I'd be like, yo, John, go tell go tell your friend who's also a friend with Ricey that he should go talk to Bradley right. Beal and please tell him that like we're doing some good things here. Just like talk us yeah. up. You know what I mean? Just like say like we're doing good things, like all that type of stuff around here. That's the type of stuff that I'm expecting. And honestly, I don't even think that needs reporting because why the hell else do we have worldwide wealth West in the building? Like literally the man who I still don't know what he did. Like his claim to fame is just like, still just like a thought of just like, I can't grab grasp anything around. But like the fact that he has his own slogan of worldwide West makes a worldwide mess. And that's just like a slogan for him. Like that that says everything that says everything you need to know about this. But but yo, Rice, I'll, I'll go back to you again. What do you, what do you think about this back channel stuff? Man, I think it. This is what happens in the league. I really think that you know this this back channel. I think it happens everywhere. There's some. There's got to be some unwritten stuff going on in the league where these guys are getting in touch with each other through separate satellites. You know, sources or people that they can get in touch with. So I'm not really like I saw the, I saw part, I saw the article. I didn't read it. Saw the headline and I was thinking, oh, okay, this probably just talks, whatever. I don't, and I don't know if anything significant has come out of it, but it's just funny that this became a full blown story in the first place. <laughs> to me, um, it's Wes. What do you expect? Like, <laughs> dude, what do you expect? <laughs> it's wild, John. What, what, what do you think of this, too? I want to hear your thoughts, too. It's Wes. Uh, I. <laughs> Man, I just, dude, I I hate stuff. I hate when things come out about superstars in free agency or trades, like unrealistic trades. Like last week, they just said they want like six first round picks for Bradley Beal. Why the hell are you bringing the Knicks? Why would you? Why would you ever do that? Right? (laughs) Like, 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 leave me out of that. Yeah, exactly. Like, okay, sounds good. Enjoy. Like, like, no problem. Like, so I, I, I want nothing to do with this. To be honest with you, I'm I got I got my eyes on Kyle Lowry. I, f- I feel like he could fix he could fix the, the 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 first unit, and I think that if we could snag Aaron Baines with him, then we can fix our backup center problem until Mitch comes back. So I, I to me that's like, and my backup to that is Zubak and Lou Williams on the Clippers, or something to that effect, or even Beverly 
and and uh, Zubakar for because they wanted to say they wanted to get rid of Beverly, even though he doesn't solve really anything. But at least he'll like fight the other point guard. <laughs> That'll be fun. But you know yeah. what I'm saying. But like I, I don't like Bradley Beal, the first round pick, Stefan Bondi. Like thank you, you know, thank you for your service. You know whatever. I just I have no time for it. Like how like are we just gonna get more photoshops of more? Yes. Players in Knicks jersey. Yeah, <laughs> yes. I don't need that. I was exactly. like, what else, exactly. what else were you thinking out of this, John? Like, of course. <laughs> and like Drummond. Ew, that was supposed to trade. Oh, we're supposed yeah, to trade. We're supposed to, Drummond. Don't get we're supposed to trade picks for uh, a guy Miss we're going to have. Mark Berman. Mark Berman just loves Andre Drummond. This man is infatuated with Andre Drummond. So he has every right to like bring like the, the New York native from Mount Vernon. You know, it's like the New York native from Mount Vernon. Like we could potentially bring him home. It's like we're not bringing Andre. Dr- can you stop? We're not giving up assets for Andre Drummond, who can then leave us. Like that, that doesn't that doesn't help the team. And like he has a thirty percent usage rate. So then that coincides with what Julius Randle's doing. Stop this nonsense. Look at some look at some statistics for for a second, please. Just don't don't do this to me. Uh, Bradley Bill, like it's worldwide West once again. Just like. Wow, the Knicks may be interested in a superstar, which I wouldn't be surprised. On World Wide West, not surprised. And you know, but that's what? why it's lazy, Alex. That's why it's lazy because if there's nothing going on, they're just like, oh yeah, World Wide West uh, and the Bradley Beal, oh, they're connected. Thanks, man. We know, We're, like Leon Rose and West are connected to everyone. Thanks. Yeah, one hundred percent. Like I, I agree with you. But the thing is, like with Bradley Beal, right? It's like, all right, like even still, it's like. Is it supposed to help bolster his like trade value too? I guess not if Bondi's doing it, like because he's not doing it for like because it wasn't coming from like the like a Washington beat reporter. It's just news, just to create news. So I don't, I'm pretty sure all this is is so when they actually do get traded to not the Knicks and do well, then they could say, oh, the Knicks, uh, they should have had him, and then like a couple of years from now, we'll see what the picks turn into. Like, oh, you could have traded these guys. Yeah, you could have traded these guys for Drummond. Oh, you guys are silly. Like that's that's were, what it's all about. The Knicks were snubbed from trading for Bally Bill. I'm sorry, we were snubbed for not wanting to give up three first rounders and three swap picks. I think people are just losing. Yeah, people are just losing their minds. Actually, thinking Knicks are doing decent moves, not just on the court, but like in the front office. And it's just, it's boggling everybody's mind. They can't and handle it. They, they can't handle it. It's like they can't handle it at all. They're like, something has to come. Some of the, we, we, need, we need something weird to come right now. Like, and here it is. Take this or take that. Like, the only time I'm trading uh, three first-round picks and Julius Randle or whatever everyone wants me to trade is for, like, Jokic. Like, if you're getting me the Joker over here, take all that. Like, no problem. Like, you know, or are you getting me Doncic over here? Sure. No Yo, problem. When we're, when we're talking about those trades... We are. We better be close to like championship contending, not trying to make a playoff run. All right. Like, yeah, like we're fighting for the eight seed here. Like you know, you know, you know, things are different. You know, things are really different when the first thing when you mention the Knicks is not uh, Dolan. Like you know, normally in past conversation, if you mention the Knicks, Dolan's name will come up first and foremost. We're not talking about him, so things are different here. I'm optimistic. All these reports, I'm not. Not really paying too much attention to it. I think we're good where we are at this point. We just gotta trust, as Joel B said, trust the process. Just do that. I yeah, think, for sure. For sure. Ricey, also- right, mm. uh, Ricey, can I can I bring in Dolan though? Or no, you can bring him in. I mean, listen, that's listen. Fine. That's that's why I think Lowry's coming because he loves Kyle Lowry. 
He's no. always loved Kyle Lowry. We're not doing this. We're not doing this today. We're not doing this today. He almost traded the entire team for Kyle Lowry a couple years ago. <laughs> Literally, you know, the franchise. Thirty. Amon Shumpert was like the deal. Apparently, Amon Shumpert was like the 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 deal breaker for that. So like, <laughs> oh, I thought it was a couple of picks. I thought the couple of picks was the problem, and then uh, and then he got a call saying Masai is going to screw him. So he Amon, got nervous and Amon Shumpert was like the deal breaker. He's like, we want Amon Shumpert. He's like, whoa. Yeah, Amon that was tough. Too much. Too much. Is he your point guard? We want. Him <laughs> but I, I think Kyle Lowry's coming, man. That's why because of Dolan, mm-hmm. I think Kyle Lowry's coming. So he's he's still in the background somewhere. This is this is talk for another day of trade talks. We're not doing this to Rice here right now. <laughs> oh man, but but yeah. So let's move on from that. We don't need to go into freaking what Worldwide West is doing. We all know what they're brought in for. Let's talk about the next thing that didn't even happen today. Stephen, uh, not Stephen Body. Mark Berman of the New York Post wrote about Tibbs is now intrigued in switching up the lineup and maybe using Kev as a stretch four and figuring that all out with like Julius Randle at center and so forth. It's like, that's cool. Let's see it today. I get why it didn't happen today because it was a dog shit game, but let's see how real that is. Uh, like Tibbs loves to stick with his consistent units. Although I will say that we're now seeing him stagger some minutes with a Julius Randle and the second unit. So before Obi comes in, you start seeing Rose quickly, Burks, uh, Taj, and you see some Randle in there. So I like that aspect. I do like that type of change because I think it one helps Randle with some shooters and like other playmakers on the court. I want to see him do that with RJ now. Um, and, and I just want to see something else. Like I'd like to see Knox back out there when guys aren't having it, but. You know, like when the second unit isn't going today, like I know I don't, I don't want to see Obi lose minutes, but I also want to see Knox gain minutes. And it's kind of hard to figure out where you do that because, like, Obi, he's not a center. He's a power forward. Yeah, he's but he played center forward. in college. Mm-hmm. It's kind of tough. Like, it has to be like the right lineup to like run that type of thing. Or, you know, you put Knox out there with like, first units and just even more for stretching i don't know it's it's a it's a it's a mess to even think about like we're not gonna see we're not seeing 11 and 12 guys i can guarantee you that um 10 man rotations what tips sticking to so that's it john yeah. what, what do you think what do you think about the whole knox at stretch four thing uh, i think kevin knox can scratch the rotation can't or can cannot I think oh. he can't. I literally think he cannot play, and they're trying to figure out ways to get him in the lineup. And I don't think it's working. And I think he's going to be traded. Hmm. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he's traded. Um, I, you know, they're holding out him for like a, a sweeter deal, like that's been reported, and I wouldn't be surprised either. I, I could see him in like Frank Gant packaged. Ricey, what do you feel about the whole? Kevin Knox at a uh, four thing right now. Yeah, um, I mean, he probably he could play. I don't see him playing that position. I'm gonna see mm-hmm. more like the three. Maybe I'm seeing completely different, but from what he plays, seeing him at the four, I don't really see it. Um, Tibbs is really conservative with his lineups, so I don't really see him really st- going that far just to put him on the four and with like Obi or Randall on the five. But I just don't see it, and I do. I do also think that he's going to get traded. But if not this year, sometime before the next season, they're going to try and work him in the deal. Now, which sure. I think would be a sm- I think would be smart. I really think Kevin Knox, I mean, I know a lot of people jumped off the bandwagon, but 
I think it's going to be nice down the road. I still have hope for it. I don't know why it's taking forever, but I still got hope for him. So I don't know. Hey, I'll say this. Like he, Calipari from University of Kentucky said it would take three years for Knox to really get developed. Unfortunately, year three is like where he has a legit coach. Yeah. I would say this is year two for him because he didn't mm-hmm. get that fair treatment last season because of just the turmoil with the franchise. So I'd say watch out for next season for Kevin Knox. And if they're going to trade him, his value is not higher than now because he's got another year on his rookie contract. So why not see what you got in this kid, run him out in the court, and then you can make a decision if you want to extend him after next season if you see even more growth. So I wouldn't be surprised if he gets traded. I am I think he'll be traded too by the deadline. Um, him and Frank, um, I think they're both gone. So I think someone's going to like Frank for what he brings defensively and what they can potentially see him as like, a floor spacer because his jump shot is coming along. Um, we saw that at the beginning of the season for the limited time. Um, needs to improve his decision-making, but that's not so bad to work with. And then Knox, he has a lot of, he has, he has tools, man. His length, his, his ability to run the court, you know, exactly. I, th- I think it's there. It's just, you got, you need to, you need to give him run. You need to give yeah. him an area to develop, and it's not on the on this team, unfortunately. Yeah, he needs. He probably the, needs a new. He probably needs a new a new team. He needs a new space. For yeah, because like, yeah, for sure. I'm like, let's look at this team, right? Let's look at who they drafted: Obi Top and Emmanuel quickly. Those are their guys. You got R.J. Barrett, who you're not going to get rid of. You got Mitchell Robinson, who's another. Like, we're not going to keep every young piece that we have, right? So we got. Let's think about the young guys that we have on this team. And I, I just want to clear this up because I know fans are like, we don't play enough of the young guys. Well, we got Mitch, we got RJ, we got IQ, and we got Obi Toppin playing. You know, those are four young guys that the Knicks drafted that are in the rotation. Like, that's a lot. <laughs> like, in a 10-man rotation, we're talking about 40% right there. You know what I mean? Like, that's 40% between the first and the second unit. Right, so right. it's not like we got nobodies out there. Um you just also need veterans too. We got a young, we got a young up and coming star, all star in Julius Randle, which is what you want in the mix as well. Found money. And then you got veterans between Alfred Payton, Reggie Bullock, Taj Gibson, Nerlens Noel, Derek Rose, Alec Burks. So it's coming along. Uh, Taj would be phased out once Mitch comes back, but you know. So if you remove Taj, you got Nerlens Noel, Alec Burks, and D Rose. So like you got your young guys, like, and your young guys are contributing. So it just takes time. We're not going to keep everybody. Um, so that's, that's that. I think, I don't think there's any more to talk about Knox. I don't think there's any more to talk about, you know, what worldwide West is doing, but we went over the games <laughs> or went over the games. You know what we love to do? We love to look at the upcoming slate. So the upcoming slate for this week, gentlemen, we got fans. We got fans, Alex. This is very true. We got fans <laughs> back in the building yes. starting on Tuesday. We got the Knicks. This is, they're on a three game. They got a three game homestand for the rest of this for the rest of this week. They got the Golden State Warriors on Tuesday, and they got the Sacramento Kings on Thursday, and they got the Indiana Pacers on Saturday, and then they start traveling. Sunday they go to Detroit. Um, so for these four games, guys, what do you think the Knicks are doing? Do you think you see? One and three, two and two, three and one, a full sweep of four, like going four and zero, oh, or a loss of zero oh and four. What, what are we? What are we seeing for this week? All right, I'll, I'll go. I think Golden State. I, I think we're gonna lose that one. Things gonna be a close game, but I think we might we might lose that one. 
And okay. I'm worried about the Indiana game as well. I think we're going to, the other two, I think we will win. So it was Sacramento. It was afterwards. I think, I think we'll come back and win, be Sacramento. Indiana, okay. I'm a little worried about. But, uh, and then what's the fourth game? Detroit. Detroit. I think we get a double Detroit. I'm going to mm-hmm. say 2 2. Okay. John, what do you got? Yeah, I like that. It depends, of course, if Steph Curry plays on Tuesday. Right. Um, mm-hmm. I was watching him warm up uh, for the last game and uh, versus the Hornets, and then he weirdly walked out. Who knows what's going on with him? Mm-hmm. If Steph Curry's not there, that's a W. That's a dub. Yeah, I'll agree. <laughs> yeah. That's a dub if he doesn't Please. Play. But also, uh, I, I don't know. Uh, we're going to get into it in the et cetera, but the Draymond situation is weird, like, are the refs going to, like, have this vendetta against him because he's being a weirdo? Or are they going to, like, overcompensate the other way and give him a zillion calls because they, like, messed up last game? You know what I mean? So, like, I hate that factor that the ref could, like, sway it. And, like, because of, like, all these weird incidences, it makes me, like, feel that way. But if all things are equal, um, honestly, the Knicks should win this game. Even with Steph. Like, even if Steph pulls up, like, 30, I think that's fine. I really do. Uh, give me the Kings win. Pacers, that's an L. Especially, well, number one, it's the last game of our homestand before we have to travel for a Sunday game. That says L all over it for me. And then besides, like, yeah. uh, like, besides that fact, the Pacers own us, man, just like the Magic. Like Sabonis, like we cannot guard Sabonis. Sabonis we cannot is- guard Miles Turner. We can't guard these guys. Sabonis is who I'm worried about. He's going to go off in that game. I hope they could do a defensive stand on him, but Sabonis is, he is, he's skilled like his father. <laughs> Dude. The first, yo, he was uh, the, the, the first, uh, the first like stretch five. Arvita Sabonis, yo. <laughs> he was like, huge, bro. He was huge. <laughs> so then, John, you got, you got, two and then give me the with, Pistons win yeah. at the end. So I got two, two as well. Okay. I'm, going to stick with you guys on the 2-2 and I got so I'm going to work with the easy one first Detroit's an easy one just because Jeremy Grant for as well as he play, he's playing that team is just dog shit alright just calling, yep. calling it as it is there's a lot of swearing today on this pod I know that um, I'm very tired and it was very aggravated by this win it should have been a lot better mm-hmm. um, Indiana I actually think we can beat Indiana because you don't have Oladipo um, it's tough though because it's a back to back, and I don't see us winning a back to back. I can see us, <laughs> so I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the win against. I'm actually I actually think we're gonna beat the Warriors because we did it last time. I think we could. The thing about yeah, the Knicks, I do too. Like, I th- I think I got three and one because I have the Warriors as well. Because here's the thing, the the Knicks will have to stand up like to play up to their competition, and then they play down to their competition. So facts. I think facts. I think we're gonna, that's facts. I, I, we're gonna play up to the Warriors. We're gonna beat the Warriors again. Like I don't like we did a good job going stopping Steph last time. I think we could do that again, um, especially with a break now. Like they get a, they get Monday off and they're still home. Sacramento, give me that L. There's just something about Sacramento and De'Aaron Fox that they mm-hmm. have our number. I, mm-hmm. I can't I can't I can't I can't buy it. And then, oof, I really want to say we beat Indiana and Detroit, but it's a back to back. Back to back, and it's a one. It's a home and away. I know, and that's the worst part about it. And it's a weekend. 
<laughs> all, all, everything just points is bad news. Oh Jesus! Uh, give me. I don't. Give me. We beat Detroit, Indiana. We're taking the L. D Rose, um, D Rose. Uh, you know, is is he gonna come back and uh, give it to Detroit? Yeah, he's gonna give it to DSJ on the other side. <laughs> no, he started. He's starting now. He's starting now. Because who else do they have, John? <laughs> so if so if if Detroit is starting DSJ and we don't win, uh, uh there's gonna be problems. There's gonna be some problems. I love my keyboard. I love my keyboard. I will break my keyboard if that happens. Um, it's a very nice Logitech keyboard. Cannot, I will not stand for it. So I got we all. I got two and two. Uh, I got the war. We got us. I got the next being the war. The Warriors and the Pistons are losing to the Kings and the Pacers. Ricey's got the Knicks going two and two as well. He got the L to the Warriors. He's got the dub against the Kings. Yeah. L, L against the Pacers, mm-hmm. and then dub against the Detroit Pistons. Detroit John Pistons. is being frisky this week, calling three one. So Hell John, yeah! John's got the dub against the Warriors, the dub against the Kings, and the dub against the Pistons, and the L against the Pacers. I hope John's right. I would love for John to be right <laughs> because I will be riding high. Being above five hundred, absolutely. Cosine. Knicks fan, Knicks fans are back, bro. I don't care about the Aaron Fox and Halliburton. Knicks fans are back, baby. We first of all, we we better beat them because I don't want to hear that nonsense. Because I know Berman's ready to like, well, the how was it like? I don't need to see snubbed. Like enough with the snubbing. Like what the hell is where's the snubbing coming from? I just don't get it. I just I honestly just don't get it. I, I don't get how we get snubbed all the time. Um just boggles my mind. So there you have it, guys. There, that's That covers it for the next section of this podcast. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back for the et cetera portion. All right. Welcome back, everyone, from the break for our et cetera portion. So, John, take it away, man. Let us know what we got for today, bro. Oh, man. So let's start <laughs> Let's start with what we were just talking about um, earlier with the Warriors-Knicks game, since it happens to be our next game. We had the Draymond Green... Uh, presser. Well, he's just been going off, dude. He's got the presser talking about the trades and all this player empowerment. Then he's got he's losing games with two seconds left versus the Hornets because a double technical foul. Like things are just going on with Draymond. So let me. Uh, I'll ask you guys two things. One, I'm. A, what do you think? Let, let's start. Let's start here. What do you guys think of him talking about? The professionalism and basically that how they treated Drummond and how they're treating players when they tell them they're going to be benched and they're not going to and they're going to be traded and how they still have to act professional and how they're treating the players like assets. Can we just comment on that? Because I have some thoughts myself on on Draymond's weird presser. Sure. Um, Bryce, you want to go first? You want to take it? Yeah, um, I'll talk. So I think regarding that presser, um, I think he had some valid points there. I think it's just that Draymond Green's the one who's voicing the message. I think if it was somebody else, I would be more receptive. But Draymond, <laughs> Draymond just rubs me the wrong way. <laughs> like, oh, it's really oh bad. I can't God. stand him. I can't stand him. But he was saying some some the things he was saying was valid in terms of you know the the double standard between. If a player is seeking a trade, he's seen as a cancer, you know, bad person on the squad. Uh, but, you know, these teams are shysty. They're all business. 
and they they do do whatever it takes to make sure that their players are good, ready for a trade, preserve their value, X, Y, Z. So I see the double standard, but it's Draymond saying it. So frankly, to me, he looks crazy, but he's he's, he's got it valid. As a ter- in terms of this whole conspiracy about whether he's getting calls, he's a hothead. So I don't think people remember. For, I hope people didn't forget. He's sort of a hothead. So <laughs> I'm expecting him to get texts left and right. You know. I mean, I mean, yeah, Rice. I mean, when he got kicked out for suspended for that, uh, yeah. that Cavs game in the in the was it 2016 playoffs? Finals, right. Pe- yeah, in the finals, people think that like they just suspended him for the sake of suspending him. That no. wasn't the case. He was over the his like technical foul a lot, like allotment. Right. So like he exceeded it. So he had to be suspended. Right. It was like you like you can't just change the rule just because like you're in the finals. Unfortunately, and that's the reason why he didn't play. Um. But yeah, he is a hothead. We didn't get to see it a lot last season because the Warriors sucked and he didn't play most of like some of it either. So he wasn't going to compete. And now they're competing. They want to win, right? They got their draft pick in James Wiseman. I actually do like Draymond. Like I actually do like his play style. I do like mm-hmm. how he is aggressive. I do, you know, I'm one of those guys who like, if you talk to me about that finals, I'm like, yo, if Draymond doesn't get suspended, that game, that whole series, I think they win. Golden like, State would have won that. Yeah, I, th- I think they, Yeah. Um, but I do like Draymond. I think, and I agree with you. He did say some things. It's hard because it is Draymond Green who's making that speech, and it's just kind of like, yeah, I don't know if I want to say I agree with you, man, but I, I guess I agree with you. It's like people with Kyrie. You know what I mean? It's like Kyrie's like right. we shouldn't play the league, and people are like, I guess he's right. It's like you just like have to hold yourself and you're like, ah. but like dream the thing about what Draymond says, like he's he's missing so many key things in like his argument, like and he's just like omitting like key facts too, which was like really irritating. <laughs> and it's like what was the example? John, I'm sure you I I, I know you know the I know you know I know you know better than I do. Like he said something about like like when you talked about Drummond like being kept on the bench and not being told by the the team like that he's not suiting up and all that type of stuff. Yeah. I agree. I agree. You know, I mm-hmm. agree that like you got to be fair and open and right. honest because like if a player says he doesn't want to play and he wants a trade that he still ha- he has to go out there and play regardless of the trade. But, like we saw that with James Harden for sure. That's where it was. Like we saw that with James Harden. It's like, mm-hmm. no, we need you to play. And yes, James Harden was dogging it. And everyone knows he was dogging it, which is hilarious because <laughs> he said it. Draymond <laughs> Green said we all know James yeah. Harden was dogging it those last days in, in Houston. Yep. Yep. So my thing is like, I agree if you want this two-way street. The other thing though is like what James Harden was doing, like if if you want to forget everything that he got from the city, for like not from the city of Houston, but from like the Houston Rockets is like, he got Dwight Howard. He got Chris Paul. He got Russell Westbrook. He got every single trade that he wanted. You know, when he, when, when they went to a city and if he wanted to stay longer, he could stay longer and the team could either fly back or they kept the entire team there for an extra day. So that way he can enjoy the city. You know what I mean? Like the, 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 the Rockets did more for James Harden than like, than usually what other teams do. Okay. And when you have a star player, like we heard that, like for Kawhi Leonard, like there's a special treatment for these guys. When you get that special treatment, like, and you're getting the big bucks, you, you know, it's you can't use James Harden as an example. Like, yeah, right. Like Andre Drummond is not James Harden. Yeah, like, 
Like, don't. Yeah, he had. No, the, yeah. So for me, the well, part I'll disagree with you guys is I don't care who was speaking personally. Like, it was fine. The, and I, I get that his, we want to say that maybe his like speech was off and maybe that, you know, we didn't really get who, what he was saying. But I think we get exactly what he's saying. He actually want he feels like there's a double standard and then he wants to reverse the double standard towards, you know, shift it towards the players. So, like you said, his, mm-hmm. his, his problem was he's saying that when James Harden dogged it, he was labeled as a cancer. Yes. Okay, yes, because he didn't fulfill the level of professionalism that is asked for an NBA player to be in shape, to not dog it, to et cetera, et cetera, okay? On the other side of that, he said, look at the Cavs and how they did to, what they did to Drummond. So they just all of a sudden bench him, and now they're asking him to – you know, stay in shape and stuff like that and remain professional, but they're not remaining professional. What's 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 weird here is the Cavs, while they're being, you know, meanie pants, you know, and like, and like you, you know, uh, they're telling him, we don't like you anymore. We're not going to pay you anymore. So sit down so nothing bad happens. They're being professional. Professional in their sense is... Keeping the coaching facilities, keeping everything, the, the trainers, keeping like the uh, game plans, keeping coaches, keeping players around, like keeping like that's that's their level of professionalism. They're not dogging it as a as a profession. That's like what do, what he is talking about. What James Harden did to a t like what in a comparison to a franchise, if they if they are a cancer. It's like what the Philadelphia 76ers did when they were, you know, hashtag trust the process. But, like, even worse. Like, we all knew that they were tanking, but, like, and they were, like, starting G League guys. But, like, even more egregious than that. Like, like, like Harden was fat and he put on a bodysuit, okay? And he was, like, throwing the ball out of bounds, okay? Like, the Philadelphia 76ers, they were starting G League guys. But what if they, like, didn't have, like, practice anymore? Like, then the Philadelphia 76ers are, are a cancer. You know what I mean? Just like James Harden. Not that they told Dr- to, told Drummond, yo, we're going to bench you, and they're probably going to trade you to a city that you want to go to. Like, like that's, that's what drives me nuts. And so he wants a double standard. He wants the players to run the whole league. So what Draymond's doing, he knows he's not going to get that, so he's, like, pushing the envelope so they can, like, you know, regress to, like, a, 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 you know, a median. So it just pisses me off that people, like, run with it. Like, yeah, you know, he's so right. Like, the Cavs are, are not being professional. Like, they're just like, you no, know. It's business. It's, it's business. That's a, yeah, that's and what the, James that's Harden did. Right. Yeah, and what, what James Harden did is not business. He's actually not fulfilling his contract. You know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. not the same. That's a good point. No, I agree with you 100%, John. And the other thing about Drummond, too, is that, that uh, you didn't mention is that Drummond has been, like, recently has been, you know, they want to move the ball outside out of his hands a little bit more and put it more into Sex uh Sexton and Garland uh and some of the other young guys because he has a thirty percent usage rate and he's not gonna be part of the team anymore. They got Jared Allen. He's that's that's their center of the future. Like Murderer. I mean murdered like, today. Murdered today. And you gotta like like if you're drumming like you gotta read the room too. So like apparently like he's also been a little bit of like a a, a little issue like a little bit of a problem in the locker room too. 
So it's like, okay, I can't have this guy play demand and then say, worry about the rest of the team who's going to be who we want here for the rest of the future. So like, honestly, like the, the Cavs are actually being professional by saying, Hey man, like we're going to trade you. Like we're telling you right now, like, I'm sorry, we didn't tell you sooner, but we're telling you now not to suit up because you know, we were thinking about it. We're telling you now don't suit up because we don't want you want to get injured to trade you. So one, we don't, you don't miss a year salary or whatnot and don't get, aren't able to get another contract and you can actually play for another team. Also two, like it's for like, I'm not going to say that the team's not looking out for their own financial interest. Like they want his value to be up too. So like they are doing business. They are doing what they want. They are doing like their due diligence and everything else that they like Drummond, Draymond is not saying that they want to do. And this is where I like, this is where I get tired of like, cause Draymond's like partially right. And he's also partially wrong because if it was like, all right, you know, like we just traded him without any notice at the, with the deadline, like all this type of stuff without even being in contact with him. Yeah. It's kind of shady and kind of like kind of shitty of the team. But, like, they didn't trade him that day. He's still on the team. He's still getting paid. And, like, he just has to stay in shape and he'll be moved to a team that wants him. Or if not, he could be released and go to another team that wants him. So, unfortunately for Drummond, he wants, he's demanding a contract. Like, he also has to be, like, realistic, too. And it's, it's like, I get players wanting to get paid as they should because they're the product. They are what makes the league go. Um like if you, we we're not we're not watching execs run around. Like sure, you have the brain trust and all these guys that do the paperwork and all that nonsense. But like the players is like what we watch every single day. Those are the kids mm-hmm. idolize. It's all the time. It's who we talk about. Like when you go to the gym and you're playing pickup and you're done playing ball, you talk about the league. Um, so like I get it, but I think my issue with Draymond is like I get what he's trying to do, but it's also like one John as you said, it's a double standard that he wants more of the players on, but at the same time. My other issue was that he was omitting facts. They were just like straight up facts. And it's like, okay, so you don't want to talk about how James Harden, how he was treated in Houston and just saying that, yeah, we know he dogged it. And, you know, they made him seem like he's the villain. Yeah, he kind of was the villain. Like the- They treated him like a king, dude. He Yo, was the king bro, of Houston. Like, you did, he did whatever yeah. he wants down there. Like Everything. He did like, whatever he wanted down there. Like what? <laughs> like, what? Like what? Like he got paid. He got the extension. He got extended before he even needed to get extended. And then you're gonna tell me that he he was like he should be like what? Just like carried out and be like, oh yo, thanks for like, you know, not like making us relevant, not winning us the title. But yo, we treated you nice every single time, and now <laughs> because you don't like it here anymore, you don't want to work with the new guys that we brought in. We did, you don't want to work with John Wall. You don't want to work with Boogie Cousins. You don't want to work with Christian Wood. You don't want to work with PJ Tucker right. anymore. You don't want to work. And that with was crazy, like. So, they so still had a they still had a pretty decent squad, even when he was demanding a trade. They're still trying to accommodate for the guy. And, and so. that's the biggest bullshit. <laughs> and actually, yes. that's probably a better team that worked for him. And it's like that's the biggest bullshit. So yeah. that's why when I hear Draymond yeah. say that, it's like I get what you're saying. Like I I get it. Like I do get it. And I and like there is some validity to it because it's not actually this instance that he's talking about. That was a good reference. But I get what you're talking about. However, this reference that you're talking about, you omitted some major fucking facts, and I can't, I can't get behind it. That's just my thing. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So moving on. Speaking of product on the court, we watched a Trey Young Knicks Hawks game. Yo, I it, it's getting tough out here to watch James Harden and Trey Young play basketball, I even mean. though James Harden is not doing what he's been doing. <laughs> uh, the old the the, the Houston. J- Harden is not in Brooklyn with his fouls and all that nonsense yet. 
I'm sure it'll come out in the playoffs um, or when they're desperate. But Trey Young is doing that, and it's driving me nuts, dude. I love Trey Young, but it's hard to watch. I'm so over it, bro. Yeah, I'm so over Trey Young. Trey Young. I liked him when he came into the league. I was like, oh, I can actually get behind this. A shooter, kid moves it fast, finds everybody looking to pass the ball, do move. And now, like every single thing he does, he gets a foul. I'm so sick of this shit, dude. Like it's, really, it's getting really, really. it's getting out of control. Even I don't know if you guys even I know the Nets played the Clips as well. I know we're talking about Trey Young, but this flopping thing is just everything is is called like it's it's so annoying. Even the game today with James Harden, for instance, um. The last position in the game was the Clippers. They're playing the Clippers tonight. And I don't know who it was. Somebody drove in, and I think it was Kawhi Leonard. He drove in to make the basket with a few seconds left. He he did give him a little elbow. It was like something that the refs will never call in the last few seconds. They called it for James, offensive foul. Like you guys will see it on SportsCenter. It's ridiculous, but it's getting to a point where they're good. They're, and they're so skilled, the players, like, that you know, Trey Young and James Harden were so skilled players, and they always resort to this, drawing fouls, getting fouls, trying to do whatever. It's 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 annoying. It's just annoying to watch. It was it's pitiful, honestly. Yeah. I can't I can't because you're like you're you're ruining the league. You're stopping the game, and it's like I don't want to watch free throws. I don't care. Yeah. I don't care how many times you can get to the line and hit a free it's throw. Annoying. Like it's annoying. They they have to fix that. They have to fix that swing rule. And and a the little swing, bit of the offensive that's when, foul that's, rule. The so. swing, the, the swing, the swing rule is ridiculous. But the thing is, like for Trey, like he can initiate contact, and then it's just oh like, man, the initiate contact though, that has to change. Robert Horry was talking about it uh, early this week. He was doing some media rounds because he called out Tom Brady for he said welcomed him to the Seven Ring Club, and uh, he was talking about how back in his day, initiating contact was an offensive foul. Yeah, I don't. I'm not against it because it's a contact league with initiating contact. But it's like you can call this a little bit better. Where it's like, like Trey Young's like, like he's not even he's not even like really like initiate. Like he's like brushing somebody like with his shoulder. And it's like, Val, we got to protect. And that's the other thing with the league. The league, like, let's call it like it is. The league wants to protect its players and Absolutely. like certain players. Like they know who who like drive sales and whatnot and what they want to see. So, like, they're going to protect LeBron James, Trey Young, Steph Curry, like, all these guys. And it's it's sickening to an extent where you can't enjoy a game. And it ruins a game. Like, like we're, first of all, what I hated about that game against the Knicks was that it's the same ref. She's been calling games. She was for the Houston game, not Houston, for the for the Miami Heat games, both of them, and then for the Atlanta Hawks game. And you, that same Atlanta, uh, was it the, was it the Hawks game? No, the Orlando, she was down for the Orlando game too. And we saw Vooch pretty much tackle RJ. And yet that wasn't a flavor. No calls, no calls, right? And he, all he got was a tech. I'm just like, yo, what? So it's between that ref and then Trey Young, that same game. I was like, this is insane. This is just nonsense. So. I can't. I can't deal with this. Just chalk it up for another yeah. like garbage. Yeah. Okay. So moving on, uh, we got as always. We're gonna do some. Ra- we're gonna do the rapid fire Tuesday night NBA on TNT primetime games. Mm-hmm. So interestingly enough, the Mavericks have the Tuesday and Thursday primetime games this week. Unbelievable. Anyway, 
Um, Tuesday, it's Boston versus the Dallas Mavericks. Boston's been interesting lately, man. Um, they're having trouble with their big men. Tice and Tristan Thompson not cutting it. Uh, Kemba's in and out, but they've been they've been scrapping games. Uh, what do you guys think of uh, Boston versus Dallas? Uh, I I think Boston can actually win this one. They're so inconsistent um, now. They're not playing at their true standard. They really are, especially with having two awesome wings in Jalen Brown and uh, Jason Tatum. But I think they can pull this out because Dallas is like. They're trying to come back and they're making moves, but they're so reliant on Luka doing damage that you can't rely on one guy. And the thing with Boston is that they actually played good enough defense where I think they can actually hold Luka Doncic. Yep, I agree. I think the Boston Celtics are going to win, I'll say between five, within five, seven points, I'm going to say. And the reason why is because of the defense on Luka. Like, they're so reliant. They rely on Luka so much. He's got to put insane numbers game in, you know, game by game. So I think this time around, I think um, Boston's going to stop him, stop Luke and ultimately get the dub. So I'm guessing. Yeah. All right. Um, uh, it's not because I'm going contrarian. I honestly do think that Dallas matches up pretty well against Boston because Dallas is kind of small um, and they struggle against big teams. Um I actually, I think, I, I think, I think the Dallas Mavericks could win this one. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna go Dallas uh, on this one. For the 10 p.m., we got the Portland Trailblazers, Portland Trailblazers, uh, with our boy Mello at Alex's Denver Nuggets. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Nuggets too, bro. Don't worry. With my boy, with my boy Jokic. Um, what do you guys think about that one? You already know where I'm going. I love Denver. Actually, yeah. I love the over. I don't really. I don't really. I, I like both these teams a lot. Actually, give me the over. I don't like any of these. I don't know who's Denver? gonna win this one. Yeah, I'll take Denver. I'll take Denver. I'll go first. I'll take Denver on the over. But I wouldn't be surprised if uh, if if no, because Dame Lillard's pissed off right now about this coaching yeah. hire. He's pissed off about a lot of things this week. The All Star game. It's, yeah. It feels like it feels like a sixty five point Dame Lillard Dame, game. That's the problem. Up. That's what I'm. All right, fine. Play. Fine, fine. All right, I got Portland. Portland in the over. Pissed off Dame. <laughs> pissed off Dame Lillard. That's all you got to say. And he's pissed. <laughs> it's it's a Portland Trailblazers, bro. Yeah, give me the I Portland. Think that's a dub. <laughs> give me the Portland Trailblazers, too. Also, the Nuggets haven't been looking that great recently, and that's because you have Gary Harris is injured. They're missing P.J. Dozier right now. So they're in a little bit of a tight spot. They're, they've invested – more so going like offense heavy and this is not a game that you want to go super offensive heavy against the Portland Trailblazers who can match you shot for shot so and also a pissed up Dame you just gotta say pissed off Dame and it's like he's ready to prove a point so yeah give me Portland all right so it looks like we're in agreement there and on that note that really ends our basketball discussion which brings us to our annual <laughs> monthly monthly Yes. <laughs> Immigrant parent corner. The yeah, boy yeah. Ricey. Um, oh, yeah. should, should be interesting. Um, so, so to give some context so that people understand why this is Immigrant Parent <laughs> Corner, all three of us are first-generation Americans. All of our parents are not yeah. from here. So 
<laughs> there's a certain Thanks. like when you're first generation American, there's like there's just stuff like that you you get from immigrant parents that kind of gives you this like this upbringing that's just kind of uh I don't know how to put it like direct, straightforward, a little lack of emotion sometimes. <laughs> it's real. <laughs> I guess a real parental guy. <laughs> the realest. <laughs> oh man. It's if you know, you know. <laughs> that's, that's how if, we can explain it. <laughs> if you know, you know you for know. sure. Exactly. So, so Rice, you can go first if you got uh if you got your thing that you want to talk about. Just like any you can go any direction you want. Story, Absolutely. just like a generalization, stereotype, whatever the hell you want to do. Absolutely. First things first. Well, I'm I've been lucky in my childhood. I've been pretty flexible to childhood education first and foremost you get in the grades or you're gonna suffer the consequences and then so if you find a way better get those grades first of all this is full-time job is being a student you know treat it as such and then we'll be checking the progress report cards <laughs> first thing second thing second thing i think i've seen this more with my cousins or whatnot what the the privacy it depends on your household i usually be given privacy but you know in the immigrant household if you have privacy i mean take full advantage because that's almost non-existent from the people i grew up with (laughs) 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 they'll be in your business you won't be able to wake up peacefully you're gonna have to do some chores early in the morning (laughs) so true you can't do anything ever without 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 an added task to it soccer oh and, and i think specifically john you might relate in the african parent household you definitely got cnn on is the news cnn <laughs> yeah. soccer if they got the channel dude, some soccer dude bn 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 sports is the channel <laughs> yes <laughs> <laughs> there's a commentator named ray hudson i think his name is i know yes 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 nope. Yeah, we have, we have all the BN sports in all the different languages here, dude. Any soccer game, and we every Egyptian Premier League game, every English Premier League game, especially with Liverpool, yeah. because or any Egyptian soccer player on the squad, even if he's a bench player, because he might come in the game, he right. might come in the game, Ricey. Right. We yeah. have to watch it. I'm yep. I'm blast. Mm-hmm. Nah, not so. Not in my household. Was it like that? Um, mm-hmm. I can't say. Like we didn't have soccer on that much. My dad's a big Yankees, Yankee fan. Um, so we watched a lot of baseball. Went to a lot of baseball. Um, my children will feel the wrath of going to a lot of Knicks games. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So that was that. But I could feel you though, Ricey. Grades, grades yeah. is a job. If you it's came home, job. dude, I came home with like a C plus or like. Why are you failing? I'm like, that's not failing. I'm just like, why didn't, why, like, what are we doing here? I was like, shouldn't you be happy that I got this grade? They're like, be happy. Yeah. And I think every happy. child with immigrant parents has definitely attended at least one parent teachers conference where the, the parent initiated the meeting. I never oh. remember going to a couple. Because to every single one, bro. I had to go to or, every single parent teacher conference. Or, or, or <laughs> your parents are that. Uh, was it like tiger parents, right? Yeah, they have to make sure that you get every single like thing taken care of. Everything has mm-hmm. to be squared away for your education to be mm-hmm. picture perfect, down to the T. You, so yeah, you get the be- 
not not necessarily like the best product, but you have to have like I put in quotation like the best reading, the best yeah. math, the best this. You have to have the teachers, the tutoring. The tutoring is like through the roof. I can't tell yeah. you how many freaking tutors I've had. That's like, you serious, man? Just like, can I come yeah. home and just like? It's chill probably not healthy like, that we learn pressure about handling pressure at such an early age, but it's definitely or it's pressure. a good thing, or it's, it's a, a good great, thing. It's a great pressure. Thing. Jesus, but you learn about it early. <laughs> Pressure. That's so Yo, funny. People. My 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 mom's whole shtick is, ever since I was a kid, she would just say, every time I say I have an exam or anything like that, she's like, oh, or like I get my results back on anything ever. She'd be like, oh, did you, did you get, did you get a one hundred? Like that's all. That's, that's all she wants. Like that's all she. That's all they ever why get. Why didn't you get an A? Yo, why didn't you get an A, dude? Law school. That's a beautiful thing. Like, food is smack though. That's the, the perks. We're yeah. not not the yeah, clown. Was good. Yo. But you had, but you had to eat. But you had to eat fast though. You have yes. to eat fast. You have to eat fast because that shit's gonna be gone. Because you're not getting. You know, if you're not if you're not eating fast. You're not getting the left. You're not getting nothing. All right. Going to McDonald's is a negotiation. It's not like huh. cool. we got better burgers at home, right? Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that's a negotiation. <laughs> that's a negotiation. We have it's food. so fun. It's so First funny though. Hold, 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 hold. Everything's a negotiation. Let's just be real. Everything's that's a negotiated. That's very okay, true. You, you, you got to go take a shower. That's a negotiation. How long are you gonna take? You, we got to be somewhere. All right. Why do you need so to take true. a shower? Look, man, I'm just trying to live. <laughs> so t- funny. Or, or here's the other thing. You're running there's, up there's, the water bill, <laughs> dude. Dude, okay, my pops, my pops. This is getting personal. This is it. This is it right here. My dad was always like, you cannot, like, I go to a friend's house, they leave the lights on all over the goddamn place. Never turn it off. My dad, to conserve electricity, if you're not in that room, you are turning turn off that, that switch. Off. You would better turn that damn light off. That's my, my grandpa. That's my grandpa. Yo, my dad's response, and like, I still do it today too. Like, it's built in me. My dad's response every single time if I left the light, he's like, yo, you got stock in Con Edison? I'm just like, no, he's like, the why is the light on? <laughs> <laughs> Same thing. It's like, did you use it? Are you in that room? No. That's my Turn grandpa. the light off. Turn my the grandpa light has off. To, my grandpa is the, is the he, has to, he, has to, he knows everything about the lights. He right. has to know. He's like, he'd be oh. like, is anyone in that room? Oh, why is that light on? But what don't they know, bro? But what don't they know? <laughs> and there's only three things you can do. All right. You got to get a good education and then you either got to be a Facts. lawyer a doctor, <laughs> doctor or an accountant engineer or an engineer, engineer or an engineer yeah. you don't be a professional no. you got to be a prof- you got to get a professional Funny, we're all attorneys a, <laughs> there's got to be a fucking license at the end of this goddamn road you're a Yo, nothing beats nothing beats the the so Ricey and I went to Albany law together and uh, when we graduated yeah. we're sitting on the lawn uh at at SPAC mm-hmm. and he goes up to his his parents he's like yo I need you guys to take a picture, or his yeah. sister actually. He's yeah. like, I, I need you, I, I need you to take a picture, and she's like, all right. So we're like, you know, whatever, we're smiling. Take a picture. He's like, all right, hold on, hold on, hold on, one more, a serious one for the grandchildren. Yep, for the grandchildren, <laughs> the grandchildren picture. That's real. Oh my god. <laughs> that's, that's that's so, so real, real though. Oh my god. <laughs> was that your par- was that your parent corner, Alex? The your dad with the lights. That is my parent. That is my parent. All right. Just like- All right. Cool. All right. Yeah. That's, that's cool. All right. So I'll 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 go last. So I'll give you a recent story. 
So my grandpa actually just came to visit from Egypt uh, to uh, New York. We had like a memorial for my grandma, et cetera, et cetera. He's just hanging out here for his birthday, probably for Easter, just, you know, chilling for a little bit. Probably would uh, try to get him the vaccine. He's a citizen. He worked here for a long time, you know, so he's, he's, he's chilling. So, you know, naturally, as you have, a, you have a citizen, you have a passport. And it just so happened that his passport is expiring soon in 2021. So he has to get it renewed, right? <laughs> Uh-oh. So the last time, you know, a passport gets renewed every 10 years, right? So exactly. a 90-year-old looks way different from an 80-year-old, okay? So we go, he gets dressed, and we go, we go take the passport picture, we print the passport picture, so now we're going to go renew it. He takes a look at the passport picture. He does not like the way <laughs> he looks at 90 years old. <laughs> he does not like it. So what, do, what does my dad have to do, guys? He has to call. Oh every. God. He called, I think, was it six photo- professional photographers on Staten Island. My grandpa, he demanded... <laughs> A professional photographer to take a photo of him for his passport. For his passport, dude. Because his passport, his old one, looks way different 10 years ago. Yeah, looks different. looks younger. <laughs> so, yeah, dude, that's what... For, for passport photos. Don't you bro, just go to Walgreens? <laughs> literally, bro, from CVS, bro. From CVS. So, we got, we heard rumors that they had it at Costco. So, we're like, all right. So, we we uh, he, we put him in a... We put him in a in a suit after uh, actually after the memorial um put him in a, he was in a suit he's like listen i'm gonna go get the passport picture now like i'm looking good i'm feeling good right now i'm like all right perfect <laughs> so took him to costco costco's like we don't do passport photos anymore we're like oh my god like what are we gonna do so every time we ask someone they're like we have to go to cvs so we picked another cvs and then they took the picture and so we we i think we finally got a good enough picture to submit for right, the passport man. renewal, guys. I think we finally got it. I'm and glad. if that's not the most immigrant story, yeah. like, I don't know what is. <laughs> oh, my God. This sounds like, actually, I'll, gi- I'll, give, you, I'll give you a quick one. I'll mm-hmm. give you a quick one because the that's, not, that's so real. We're asked to be like primo picture perfect. I'll give you a quick one. So, like, worked in a family business, right? This is now that now you want to talk about true immigrant. You to, you yeah, work in the family, family business. business. You come into America, <laughs> you're it. making your own business, you get in the white picket fence. So my exactly. dad started his business, property management. Mom and pop shop, legit mom and pop shop. My mom, my dad built it together, ran it together, successful, right? And it's like, you know, they're not like freaking Rockefellers over here, but they can get they have a good living. If I have to tell you what it's like working with your own parent. And just hearing the same shit over and over and over. And you and we have to talk about controlling, right? The control aspect of it. That's got to be real. So you know. So I worked with them for a very long time. Like when mm-hmm. I started like back in middle school. Like I started yeah. working. It's like, yo, you're going to learn how to sheetrock. You're going to learn how to do all these things. Right. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. So now he <laughs> he's like – he. Every single time we go down to this to to work, it's the same love music every single 
day, like on repeat. Sirius XM, same love music, all the time. Oh my goodness, no difference. I can, I, I shit you not. The amount of times I've heard each and every song, it is triggering at this point where I will go into like a <laughs> fucking coma. Like it's actually hilarious. It's too funny. Not, got, for, <laughs> not for one year, not two year, not three years. We're talking about like, LeBron over here. This is this is Alex's LeBron moment. We're talking about not one, plus, not two. We're talking about ten plus years of hearing the same shit. <laughs> oh man, that's but too that, real, man. <laughs> but that's got to wrap it up for Parent Corner. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone, thank you for tuning in, Ricey. What the you name, already what know? You know? already know what it is, man. Ricey, crazy <laughs> man. Google me, baby. That's all I can say right now. <laughs> <laughs> <On> everything. <laughs> yeah, just Google Spell me. Out R-A-I- I like that. I space K on the Googles. You'll find everything. Trust me. And if awesome. you don't know, now you know. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Hell yeah. Yo, thank you. Thank you, Rice, for joining. John, I know you're ready to go to sleep after getting your ass kicked today from snowboarding. I'm dead, but dude. Everyone, I'm everyone. dead. Get, get well the Knicks, soon, the Knicks gave me life, bro. The Knicks gave me life today. <laughs> for everyone real. Out. Thank you for the W. <laughs> Facts. Everyone out there listening, once again, thank you for tuning in for another Knicks episode of the Knicks, Jets, etc. podcast. Please make sure to leave us a five-star rating and review or comment, whatever you want to call it, on Apple on Apple Music or Apple Podcasts, whatever you want to call it. Also, we're on all listening platforms, Spotify, Stitcher, Overcast, you name it, we're there. On top of that, please make sure to follow us on all uh, all social media platforms. We're on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, all right? Nicks, comma, Jets, comma, ETC, period. And that's it. Have a good one, everyone. We'll catch you later this week with another Jets episode. Later. All right, let's go Knicks. Yeah, let's go Knicks. <laughs>